Good day to you. Hope you're having a wonderful day. We want to look at a question from the Bible. Now, this is coming to us from Luke chapter 18, verse 18. Good teacher, what must I do to inherit eternal life? So, I want to look at that with just a little more context, but that's going to be our question. Good teacher, what must I do to inherit eternal life? If we look at Luke chapter 18, verses 18 through 30, a little bit of a longer reading, but we want to make sure we understand uh, the question and the answer, because this question is going to Jesus, and Jesus, Jesus is going to give us the answer. Now, a certain ruler asked him, saying, Good teacher, what shall I do to inherit eternal life? So Jesus said to him, Why do you call me good? No one is good but one, that is, God. Now, Jesus stresses here, he he puts the focus back on God, and he stresses that God alone is good. Remember the verse that none does good, no, not one, from Psalm 14, verse 3. Uh, This reminds us that we are not the source of good, but God is the source of all good. We should be thankful you know, and grateful and appreciate that and all that he gives us. You know the commandments. Do not commit adultery. Do not murder. Do not steal. Do not bear false witness. Honor your father and mother. And he said, all these things I have kept from my youth. So when Jesus heard these things, he said to him, you still lack one thing. Sell all that you have and distribute to the poor and you will have treasure in heaven, and come, follow me. Now, Jesus gives a fairly straightforward, simple answer for a Jewish person at that time, in that place. Follow the commandments. This is very good, basic advice. Then when the man answered, as he did, that he did all these things, now, Jesus knew this was true, and the man was implying that there must be more he needs to do or should do, or maybe that he could, he could do, or perhaps he was looking for praise from Jesus. Not, it's not totally clear what his motive might have been. I'm trying to assume that he was sincere, but perhaps he wanted to hear he had nothing more he needed to do. Not totally sure, but regardless of his intent, I, I still think he was sincerely asking and was serious about this. Now, verse 23, but when he heard this, he became very sorrowful, for he was very rich. Now, the words used here imply that he was greatly distressed. He was overwhelmed with sorrow, and he was extremely, greatly wealthy. Not just a little wealthy, but extremely, greatly wealthy. He was so attached and dependent on his wealth and his material goods. He could not give them up to follow Jesus and to have that treasure in heaven. Now, before we're too hard on him, you know, think, would that be easy for us? Would it be easy for us to give up all our material goods and wealth and just walk away and follow Jesus? Somebody who maybe you're just meeting for the first time and maybe you don't even know them that well or, you know, now, the, the apostles did. Now, and, and I had the feeling that the apostles had at least 
heard of Jesus or kind of knew who he was. Um, and, and maybe this guy did too. But nonetheless, he was too attached to his wealth and his material goods to give that up and follow the Lord. But that is the kind of deep commitment that God is looking from us. He's looking for that from us, that we would give all to follow the Lord, that we would treasure Him and trust and depend on Him above everything and everyone else. If we look, continue on in the next verse, 24, And when Jesus saw that He became very sorrowful, He said, How hard it is for those who have riches to enter the kingdom of God. For it is easier for a camel to go through the eye of a needle than for a rich man to enter the kingdom of God. And those who heard it said, Who then can be saved? But he said, The things which are impossible with men are possible with God. Now, we have to remember that their attitude, what they believed, was was from general wisdom handed down for centuries, just that the rich were supposed to be blessed by God. That's why they were rich. That's why they were wealthy and they had all this power and influences. It's supposed to be that they were blessed by God. But we see in real life, you know, we see that that's not always the case. That's not always true. But they were surprised, and that's why they had the response that they did. Who then can be saved? See, they thought the rich were the blessed of God. And if those people couldn't be saved, well, how could a poor, ordinary person like me be saved? So that's why they had that response. Jesus knows it's difficult for us to step out in faith like that. It's so very hard to walk away from what we have built or grown ourselves. And it's hard to depend on the Lord and not on ourselves, especially when we have great wealth and resources of our own that that we feel, now it's not totally true, but we feel like we've grown and done all that by ourselves, right? And also because we learn in regular human life to depend solely on ourselves. A lot of time, you've heard the phrase, you know, you can't trust other people to get things done. You can't rely on other people. It's a personal responsibility thing. You know, sometimes we're very self-reliant, very dependent upon ourselves, and we don't look to others for anything. That can be a hindrance sometimes to trusting God, so we want to be aware of that. It's one thing to take personal responsibility, which we should, and, and it's good that we go ahead and do what needs to be done ourselves, and we don't wait necessarily for others. But we need to realize that we still need to trust and rely on the Lord. He is the source of all these good things. We're going to continue on, verse 28. Then Peter said, See, we have left all and followed you. So he said to them, Assuredly, I say to you, there is no one who has left house or parents or brothers or wife or children for the sake of the kingdom of God who shall not receive many times more in this present time, I'm sorry, in this present time, and in the age to come eternal life. Now here, Peter seems concerned. He's like, well, what are we going to get out of doing this? We've left everything. What do we, what do we get for this? Would they receive eternal life? 
you know, we've left everything. We, we dropped everything and we came and followed you. And Jesus assures them and us that we will indeed receive eternal life and many other blessings in this life even and in the one to come. So to answer the question, the original question, what can we do to inherit eternal life? We must leave our old life behind. We must leave our, our sin, that old body of sin and corruption. We must leave that behind. We must leave behind our materialism and our dependence on our money and our wealth. And we must place our trust and our faith in God alone. We must treasure God and our walk with Christ above everything else. Jesus can't just be a part of our life. He must be our life. We must fix our eyes on the Lord and follow Him. Then we will have eternal life. So I want to thank you for listening. Hope you have a wonderful day. May the Lord bless you and keep you safe. And remember, God loves you.